And now, it's time for another live podcast. Broadcasting live online on your smart speaker and on Facebook Live. This is Superpod 2020. First and Ten podcast live from Superpod 2020. We are in the social Southampton, and I'm your host Ross. And with me, as ever, is Dave. Hi, you're right. How you doing, mate? Yeah, not too bad. A bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah Normally got the safety of a Skype screen in front yeah. of us. Yeah, so we put some polls out on Twitter to decide our NFL team of the decade. Um, we went for all the positions. We're going to start with the defensive positions because there's more to talk about on offense. Blind. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so we're going to start with the uh, defensive ends. Yeah, it was uh, tough, wasn't it? Come yes. Up this time of year. Yeah, it was. So we started with um, yeah, defensive ends. The four players that we put up to vote were JJ Watt, Calais Campbell, Julius Peppers, and Cam Jordan. And who did you vote for, Dave? Uh, it was a pretty easy one this time. <laughs> JJ Watt, I think. Yeah. So I went for JJ as well. He's the just a monster, isn't he? Yeah. Just one of the best players in the NFL, let alone. Yeah, so we got 55% of the public vote. Um, the second part of the public vote went to Julius Peppers. We are taking two of these players. Um, but we've, as with most of our polls uh, that we do and our war awards, we have the deciding vote. So we're going to overrule the people that voted. So if you voted, sorry about that. It was a bit of a Panthers takeover, wasn't it, on some of these? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Panthers fans came out in, uh, in force on Twitter to uh, vote for their players. But Everyone yeah. but Steve Smith. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, so we're going to disregard Julius Peppers, sorry Julius, but we're going to include Calais Campbell as our um, other defensive end in this. Yeah, again, I think it's a pretty easy one. Um, I think after we did these votes, I said we should probably uh, just let his edge rushers, but you know, too late for that now. Cause yeah. We've got about 15 edge rushers. <laughs> yeah, we had too many to, uh, to put into a poll really, so JJ Watt and Calais Campbell are our defensive ends. Um, I think that's a pretty good start, really. Yeah. Uh, defensive tackles is the boys that get paid the big money, and I mean the obvious one is Aaron Donald. He got 82% of our public vote, which I mean, I'm surprised it wasn't more, to be honest. Yeah, uh, I mean I don't know who other people are voting for here, really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had Aaron Donald uh, and Dominic Sue, Geno Atkins, and Fletcher Cox were the um, the other guys, but yeah, they got 8%, 4%, and 6% between them. Uh, Donald absolutely dominated this vote. He's the best defensive tackle, and like J.J. White, he's probably one of the best players in the whole NFL. Yeah, easily. Um, yeah, if defensive players actually won MVP, he'd probably have a couple. Yeah, he should have at least two, I think. Yeah, uh, Yeah. so I voted for Donald. You also voted for Donald. Yeah, Donald. Uh, the public voted in. Who's our other one? Uh, Sue. Yeah, Sue's about right. He's been in the league a long time. He's not really kind of hit the heights he threatened to do. He's a huge, huge fan. <laughs> yeah, he's a dangerous-looking man as well. He likes to uh, take some cheap shots and some stamps and uh, injure quarterbacks. But 
Yeah, he's not around the league the last couple of years, going from contract to contract, and he'll do a job, won't he? Yeah, he's just going to go to who pays him the most, and I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board with that. As we found out in the last pod, you only get two and a half years in the NFL, or three and a half years, so make your money while you can. Um, I voted for Fletcher Cox in this one, uh, over Sue, because Sue was the only man that's come close to knocking Russell Wilson out of the game. <laughs> so I couldn't vote for him, just on those principles. <laughs> I mean, I don't mind that. <laughs> But yeah, uh, Sue and Donald are our defensive tackles. So our defensive line, JJ Watt, Galeas Campbell, Aaron Donald and Ndomukun Sue. That's pretty fearsome. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that'd actually fit in this room before <laughs> them. No, that is a mass of humanity. Uh, linebackers, we did put eight up for vote. Um, the public voted in some odd choices, so we're just going to disregard those and pick our own ones, basically. <laughs> uh, the four that we kind of counted were Bobby Wagner, Luke Kuechly, Von Miller and Khalil Mack. Now, I'm disgusted at the our Twitter followers. 10% of the vote for Bobby Wagner. I mean, I, I was not going to vote for him just because I knew I knew we should get about it. <laughs> it's a disgrace. He's, a, he's the best player in the league. He's 99 overall in Madden. One of the few people. <laughs> there you go. What, what do you want? I mean, that, that does it for me then. <laughs> uh, Luke Keekley took 55% of the votes. The man has now retired. Um. <laughs> yeah, as, as one of the greatest defenders of all time. Yeah, that's fair. He took, uh, yeah, he took the vote. Um, Von Miller, 19%. Khalil Mack, 16%. And Bobby Wagner, 10 um, I am including Bobby Wagner in this team, whether you like it or not. <laughs> well, I, w- I went for him just for you. <laughs> you know, I'm nice like that. So we're going with uh, Luke Keekley, Bobby Wagner, and then Von Miller over Khalil Mack? I think so. Von Miller. I love Von Miller. I think I think he got in with a vote as well, didn't he? Yeah, he got 19 yeah. to Mack, 16. Mack's... I think last season maybe um, cost him a bit of the vote. He wasn't really the the guy the Bears traded for last year. No, I, I'm, I've never been the biggest Khalil. Well, he's a, he's a great player, but not yeah. as good as some of these others for me. But yeah, Von Miller is uh, incredible. Yeah. Some of the players we did also put up for linebacker, people were voting for Clay Matthews and um, people like that, but I'll never be on board with a Clay Matthews vote. <laughs> <laughs> Probably the most hated player. Fair enough. So that's our three linebackers. Um, Let's go to cornerbacks next. There was eight guys up for this. This is a tough one. Yeah, there was. There's a lot of good cornerbacks in the league, and it has been for the past ten years. Um, so we had Sherman, Revis, Chris Harris, Akib Talib, Patrick Peterson, Stefan Gilmore, Joe Hayden, and Jalen Ramsey. Uh, Sherman obviously is getting in there as the he took the highest vote of all the players. Okay, and I think that's a bit of recency bias as well because. I think if you take if you'd done this vote a year ago, I don't think he'd have necessarily uh, won the vote. No, off the back of his injury and his first season in San Francisco wasn't the best, was it? No, but he made, he made up for this year. Yeah, so. he became Richard Sherman again, didn't he? This year, yeah. now for an awful time. Uh, and then Jarrell Revis got thirty-three uh, percent. He's the other corner we're going with because, I mean, he was the the prototypical corner. I think at the start of this decade. Yeah, I was close to going for Peterson, but for me, Revis was he was incredible. He uh, well, Revis Island wasn't it? That was, that was started. He, he was yeah. he was the cornerback for the first part of the decade, and I mean, just he's already retired. I don't think you should discount that. No, he's a guy that's set the tone for players as well. Go around and get paid, and yeah. find yourself a team that's going to win the championship. Yeah, he definitely got paid. <laughs> yeah, more than he deserves, I think. Um, the public did vote for Patrick Peterson as well, which I don't know. It was an odd one to win that vote over Stefan Gilmore and Joe Hayden, especially. I didn't mind it really. He is. Uh, He's a different type of cornerback. I think that's what's hard. It depends on te- on the team and system and stuff. Because some cornerbacks uh, are asked to do so much more than others. Yeah. Like 
Sherman basically stays on one side of the field where others are True, yeah. following players around. So it's, it's tough to compare, but yeah, I think uh, Sherman and Rebus for me is a good selection. Yeah, give it another five or six years. I think Ramsey could uh, push for one of the top two or three. <sighs> I don't know, maybe. I do like him. I like his attitude. Yeah. I like, uh, I like that he's a forced his way out of Jackson yeah. didn't he yeah. <laughs> I don't mind that though which most of the players are doing at the moment all my favourite cornerbacks are like that <laughs> they do seem to be the most arrogant players on the field yeah I mean um, Akuda who's coming out this year he uh, bit back at the presses at the combine this month yeah so. fair enough let's move on to safeties uh, again I'm happy with the safety candidates here Legion of Boom getting a lot of uh, a lot of love um, Earl Thomas Eric Weddle Eric Berry Harrison Smith, Troy Polamalu, Devon McCourty, Cam Chancellor, and Charles Woodson were the four guys, or the eight guys, sorry, we considered. Um, Earl Thomas ran away with the most of the vote, 66%. There's no doubt he deserves a place in this team. I mean, he was one that I almost, almost did leave out, but yeah, I think, uh, I think he's in. Um, yeah, you were, con- you were kind of uh, tossing and turning over the second player, weren't you? Well, yeah, it was. Um, like I think if you're taking the whole career, yeah, he's in 100. percent I mean, He's just got in the Hall of Fame, which is yeah. quite an, <laughs> but quite he retired in what 2014. And yeah. then four years, one is obviously the best of his career. No, he's, he's still good, but wasn't he then as well? yeah, yeah. I'm not saying he was bad in that time, but no. compared to some of these who are also all-time greats. Yeah, he was in a vote with McCourtney, Chancellor, and Woodson. Again, Woodson's probably the same category coming to the end of his career at the start of the decade yeah I think it's more just timing I think if you're taking an overall career then they'd be in but yeah for the team of the decade I think they are not in for me no so we're going with Thomas and Cam Chancellor yeah, Ch- Chancellor was just he incredible. won the Seahawks Super Bowl yeah. no matter what the score was he won that game with that hit on um, I can't remember his name now Thomas Demarius Thomas oh. <laughs> who knocked him out of his shoes in the first quarter he didn't want the ball after that. I'd have bet on him to win MVP that year. It was only five to one. Not, Ooh, not about it, yeah. Oh, definitely still won that. Yeah, but. Malcolm Smith. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's our um, safeties and our cornerbacks. Uh, we did do kickers and punters. Kickers is fairly obvious, isn't it? It's Justin Tucker. I guess so. He, he was run close in the public vote. Adam Vinatieri. He got thirty-nine percent. Tucker's forty-one. More longevity, I suppose. Than yeah, I mean Goskowski had a few good years, but yeah. He's so reliable. Yeah, they both cost themselves, I think, this last season, just missing field goals and pub, um, point afters all the time. And then uh, we did do punters as well, but I've only put Johnny Hecker down. I can't remember. Don't <sighs> worry about that. Was Marquette King or someone else? I mean, it's that thing of kickers matter, but not for me. <laughs> punters don't matter. Yeah, it's none of them. <laughs> Ronnie Bavley in this team. The best thing Johnny Hecker's done is that gif of him getting uh, punked out by Michael Bennett and Cliff Averill. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> Highlight of his career. Yeah. Uh, should we do coach now or move on to offense? Might as well do coach. Yeah, okay. The four nominees, Belichick, Pete Carroll, Sean Payton and Andy Reid. I'm disappointed with Pete Carroll's 4%. I mean, I don't know why he'd get more. <laughs> there's, there's too many Seahawks in this team already. So. There's a lot of them on defense, yeah. <laughs> Sean Payton only got 4% though, which seems low, but I suppose he hasn't won the Super Bowl in more than 10 years. Yeah. When, I don't even know what was that was the start. Must have been the start of the decade, I think, 2012? Yeah. 11, 12. Either way. It's a long time ago. Andy Reid got 18%. Um, probably recency bias, but he's been very good for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. It's, so it's always going to favour the sort of uh, coaches and players that have done well recently, isn't it? This sort of thing. But I mean, there's only one answer, really, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, 
Not Bill Belichick. Done that as a Patriots fan. <laughs> no, as much as you want to disregard the Patriots and everything they've done, he's the greatest coach of all time. Like one or two time coach of the year. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst award in the world. Yeah, I don't understand how you only get awarded if you kind of coach a rubbish team, really, isn't it? Yeah, pretty much. It's sort of like who's got slightly better. Sort yeah. of done slightly better than their expectations award, isn't it? Yeah, you'll be like Brian Flores next year. <laughs> So that's the offense. Uh, that's the defense and our coach. This is where the talking points were. Then the offense. Um, we'll start with quarterback, which almost went really wrong early in the voting. <laughs> yeah. uh, so we had Tom Brady, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and Aaron Rodgers for the four guys nominated. I mean, I'm happy to see Rodgers just get twelve percent. That's that's fine with me. I was not happy with where this vote was going halfway <laughs> through. Halfway through, Russell Wilson was leading the votes over Tom Brady, who, as much of a Seahawks fan I am, Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time and he, he rightfully won in the end with 39% but Only just, like, it was looking dodgy right. for a bit wasn't it yeah I was I mean he wasn't getting in anyway because <laughs> you know I was overruling that I was definitely going to veto that but I think even if Wilson did win the public vote I would have gone for Brady but yeah. I think I voted for Brady actually yeah you did I think you did yeah you, you can't know, deny that I mean some of them there's some great quarterbacks in there and yeah people had nominations as well for Phil Rivers which we weren't too keen on no I'm not a big Rivers guy. Any others you could have thrown in there? Big Ben, perhaps? Yeah, yeah, he's won. Um, Eli? <laughs> well, yeah, won a couple of Super Bowls. <laughs> no, no, he's not getting in. <laughs> yeah, there's so many good quarterbacks around, but yeah, I mean, none of them. None of them are Brady. No, Brady is the, the best. be interesting to see what happens in 10 more years, see who the, the four are. I think Wilson might still be in the running. He's only 30 now, so. Yeah, but. I mean, Got wins more Super Bowls first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> actually, get to one would do, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, Drew Brees was just twenty-two percent as well. He's still going. Yeah, getting close every year, but not actually <laughs> making it. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't. He can't win the win the vote when he hasn't even got to a Super Bowl in that time. No, that's fair enough. Uh, running backs, we struggled with these, didn't we? Because there's been a lot of good running backs, and the yeah. public voting was really strange. Uh, so we had uh, Marshawn Lynch, Frank Gore, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. Adrian Peterson, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Christian McCaffrey, and Jamal Charles. Uh, Christian McCaffrey got 47% of the vote. I mean, is that Panthers takeover? Yeah, <laughs> they must have come out in force on one day and just put him at the lead, but we're actually going to disregard that, aren't we? Cause it's hard running backs because so many of them have such short careers or short peaks anyway. And yeah. But two, three good years out of a lot of these who... He was a record setter last year, but that many touches again next year, his career could be over. I mean, David Johnson had a similar sort of season what three four years ago yeah and he's, he's about to be released yeah for Kenyon Drake <laughs> yeah. so yeah it's, it's tough so yeah we're going dis- to disregard Christian McCaffrey um, Frank Gore only got 8% of the vote I really like Frank Gore but he's not he's not flashy no I think that's the thing like again longevity is good, great for him but is he I mean, third all time now I think in yeah. sort of rushing yards or touchdowns but yeah it, it just, his highs just aren't as good as some of these other running backs in this vote I don't think no uh, so we between us, we both voted Lev Bell in. Yeah, it my favourite running back in the league. I wanted to go Gurley here, but just for I mean, just behind like people on the curtains, it was easy to just for me to go for Bell <laughs> rather than uh, have to debate between three players. Yeah, but. try and argue for, for Todd Gurley. He only got eight percent of the vote, which is lower than I thought it would be. Yeah, again, that thing of last season wasn't great, yeah. and. The years before that, he literally carried the team to a Super Bowl, basically. Yeah, he was uh, the entire offense yeah. two years before. Same with um, Elliot. He only got 19% of the vote. Is he, the, is he higher paid? 
twice played running back. Things have changed all the time. Lose track of uh, who's yeah. what now. Which they're definitely regretting, I think, now. As uh, Amari Cooper's about to walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, basically every uh, high-paid running back the team reg- regrets, I think. <laughs> yeah. Look out, Titans. With uh, Derek Henry coming <laughs> up. Yeah, if you're listening, Dave, look out for that one. Um, so, yeah, left bells in. Um, you voted for Peterson in this. I voted for Lynch. How are we going to decide this? Well, the fans went for Peterson, didn't they? Fair enough. Uh, okay, he's, two he's to one. He's one of the MVPs, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, he was fun. Very rare, isn't it, for a running back to do that? Yeah, that comeback season. And even now, he wasn't bad last year. And he's, what, 34, 35 years old? Yeah. And he's, well, he's been picked up for another year, so still going to be going. Yeah. I mean, I wanted Lynch in there mainly because of the, the Seahawks run, but also his, his personality, I suppose. Mm. What I mean, the personality is wild, keep him out. <laughs> so, <laughs> bit of a difference there. All right, yeah, fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to go with Lev Bell and Adrian Peterson in our um, running backs. Yeah. Uh, we went tight ends next. And, I mean, this is one of the uh, highest percentages of any position. We had Gronk in there. Jimmy Graham, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Gronk just destroyed the rest of them. Jimmy Graham got 2% of the vote, I think. I mean, it, it's such an easy vote, this one. <laughs> again, not just as a Patriots fan, but I, 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 it's such an easy vote here. But I, I don't really know how you could not vote for Gronk this decade. He has been yeah. perhaps the most dominant player in any position. Yeah, he has. He's kind of carried an entire offence, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, he was the best player on probably the best team of the decade. Well, well I mean, don't yeah. know. Brady, but <laughs> sort of compared to hi- the other players at his position, he was better than all of them. He yeah, was sort of further ahead of the second place, I think. You think he was drafted the same time as um, Hernandez, wasn't he? And Hernandez yeah. was the guy. He was going to yeah. be the guy until other things happened off the field. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> don't need to go into them. Light-hearted no. thing here. We don't need to. But uh, maybe Gronk. <laughs> I mean, he definitely prospered from that. Yeah, probably. I mean, I think. As a one-two, they were yeah. absolutely incredible. They were revolutionary, that, that two tight ends yeah. at the same time. Which basically everyone does. <laughs> yeah. Some sort of form of now. Yeah, all teams have that in their offence now. Um, yeah, Gr- Graham was great for the Saints, but his seals run was fine. He got a lot of yards, but not many touchdowns. Yeah. It, it was his... Say, Watching him in Green Bay last year was just disappointing. Yeah, he's just... He was so good for a while, but it was basically when he was breeze, lob it up to him. Yeah, that was it. He just goes up and gets the ball. He was taller than the cornerback, so just throw it really high for him. Uh, Kelsey and Kittle, I think five years' time, you had Zach Ertz and and Aaron up a tight end. Hawkinson, maybe, someone like him, I don't know. Yeah, Kelsey and Kittle, they're just different guys, aren't they? They're like, remind me of Gronk more than any other players. Yeah, I think so. I think it's going to be one of them debates in the next few years who is the best tight end out of them two, but I think they're just different players. I mean, there's not many yeah. tight ends now. That's the thing that Gronk had. He was probably one of, the, one of the best blockers on the field and one of the best catchers. Yeah. Which is, yeah, it's rare in tight ends these days. They're more like the Steve White receivers. <laughs> yeah, they are true. Yeah, Kittle's his run after the catch ability is, um, is ridiculous, really. And Kelsey is just bigger than everyone else. Yeah, it's just yeah, bullies everyone, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, let's do our um, O line, which is, uh, I was going to say, hotly debated. We struggled to think of two players for every position, really. <laughs> It's one of the hardest positions to actually compare, isn't it? There, there's lots of intricacies that 
it's hard to just look at. And yeah, we see. don't see. Yeah, it's more of a stats thing, isn't it, a lot of the time, uh, O-line. Yeah, so I, I couldn't think of a single right tackle to include uh, in the team. <laughs> I mean, there are some good ones. So <laughs> it's just, oh, we just put it up as a tackle, though, don't we? Yeah, so we've gone for uh, Joe Thomas and Jason Peters as our tackles. They're both left tackles, but th- neither of them deserve to miss out on this thing. And Torren Smith was, was my pick for one of these tackles, but yeah, again, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to it's hard to pick offensive lines. Like I say, it's so it's so tough. You just have to just go, sort of go with what other people say a lot of the time. Well, yeah. I'm not saying I can't look and see who's better, but you can see who's doing a good yeah, job. But but yeah, yeah. Uh, guards wise, we went Zach Martin and Marshall Yonder. They are just an easy pick. They're two of the best guards from two of the best lines really aren't they yeah Zach Martin I think he's into a contract year as well he's going to get paid a lot of money to, to stay in um, Dallas next year and then centres I struggled for more than two names again <laughs> Alex Mack and I think of um, Max Unger that was about it Pouncey could have had there's a, there's a few out there yeah we went with Mack in the end so Joe Thomas Zach Martin Alex Mack Marshall Yonder and Jason Peters are our our offensive line now this is where I want to talk there's, there's players here uh, wide receiver we we did two polls so eight players some of the uh, public voting I'm not happy with Steve Smith Calvin Johnson <laughs> Antonio Brown and Julio Jones were all in one category together that's for me I'd have any combination of three of those but then we also went for DeAndre Hopkins AJ Green Julian Edelman and Odell Beckham Jr how do you pick three from those eight? I mean, there's players you could add on there as well. You've got Mike Evans, yep. Eric Hill. All these players are some really good players not in there. Like yeah. Evans has basically gone over a thousand yards every every year of his career. Yeah, with Jameis as well, yeah. which is impressive. I mean, I don't know who to flag off Jameis. <laughs> uh, so the, t- the players that got in, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. Um, Antonio Brown wasn't voted in by the public. I mean, he is a nutter. We're not not gonna <laughs> like pretend he isn't. But yeah, I mean, he's one of the best players the NFL has ever seen. Yeah, he he is just an absolute game changer. And he yeah. made our Steelers te- uh, podcast team of the decade. I think they've done it as well. They included him in there along with Heinz Ward. I mean, I, I don't really know how you keep him out. He is I, he, he was basically the best receiver in the league for five straight years, pretty much. Yeah, and just because he's gone a bit mental. Yeah, <laughs> quite a lot mental. I mean, if he played now, he'd still be one of the best players in the league. Do you think he's gonna get another chance? Um, I mean, he apologises and then <laughs> and then goes mad again. Yeah, then slags the league off again <laughs> and then apologises, slags the league off, releases an album, <laughs> slags off the league, apologises. So I'm not heading that one actually. Is it good? I mean, I'm not gonna listen to it. Yeah, we should do a review. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We should do a after this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so Brown gets in. Um, Steve Smith just got seven percent of the vote and. He might seem like one of the weaker names, I suppose, on this list, but he's my favourite receiver to ever play the game. Yeah, I feel like you're going to have to make the case for Steve Smith here because <laughs> I'm not sure I can make it. Well, he was, he was superb for two teams. He was great for the Panthers for so long. He was a big part of that Cam yeah. early success, wasn't he? Then his late kind of renaissance with the uh, Ravens. He was really good for them as well. Yeah. He's one of the toughest receivers, I think. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think he is so tough, and I mean, one of the best trash talkers. <laughs> yes, we definitely say that for him. I just think ice up, son, wasn't it? After he beat <laughs> yeah. one of the cornerbacks. 
Yeah, I can't, can't think of that one now. No, probably a Browns player. Yeah. <laughs> um, so DeAndre Hopkins won the public vote, fifty-four percent in our second poll. He is phenomenal, but can you include him over Calvin Johnson or Julio Jones? Or I mean, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I d- he didn't get my vote. <laughs> so but Hopkins is great but and he's done it with some really bad quarterbacks which is yeah. I think the big sort of plus for him but I mean I wouldn't like hate it if he got in this team I'm not like no. I'm not saying it'd be awful but yeah for me he just doesn't compare to some of these other players yeah that's fair enough AJ Green 12% yeah. of the vote I love Green I'm surprised he got 12% I yeah. don't know how he got such a high percentage do you think like he's a guy that's going to um, have a the second career at a different team because he's going nowhere with the Bengals. Um, I mean, you've got Joe Burrow now, so who knows? But <laughs> <In theory. laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I, I like Green. He's, he's a player I'd be looking, but I think he's going to get a franchise tag. But yeah, if he, if he does leave the Bengals, I'd be. Look, I think every team in the league would be after him. Yeah, he's got a suspicious injury history, but keep him fit. He's a, he's not the biggest or the quickest, but he's just a really, really good receiver. Yeah, he is. He, he was that Panthers offense for, for a few years, and then they got Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon and yeah. John Ross. But yeah, he was that offense with Andy Dalton. I mean, he carried Andy Dalton to what was an MVP campaign. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, he was one of his favorites. Yeah, he yeah. was in line for winning the MVP, and that's Andy Dalton, who was yeah. kind of the middle list to most quarterback possible. He got benched for um, God, who was it this year? <laughs> Can't even remember. Somebody not great. Which is how bad that is. Oh, Finley. Was it Finley? Yeah. Great content. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Julian Edelman also got 12% of the vote, same as AJ Green. Super Bowl MVP. I mean, I feel like I could make the case for anyone. I wouldn't put him on my team, but I mean, he is I mean, a converted quarterback. I don't know if you've heard that before. Yeah, <laughs> I remember him playing cornerback one yeah, occasionally. He's played every position for the Patriots for a while, and then he's like the most reliable receiver the Patriots have had in Brady's second half of his career, really. And he was almost the only guy last year and played injured every single week. Yeah, he is. He's so tough, and these recent Super Bowl runs, he has been such a big part of them. There's that catch in um, Super Bowl where God knows I made it with like four defenders around him, and he's yeah. like bounces around, and he just grabbed it. And I say Super Bowl MVP in that uh, win against the Rams. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't put him in, but I do think he is. He deserves mention. Yeah, and he always gets a bit underrated. I think. I think in that like Hall of Fame discussion. Yeah, lots of people wouldn't have him in, but for me, I think he could get in eventually. Yeah, he's not a first ballot, but yeah, he could get there. Um, Julio Jones got 33% I think you're with me thinking that Julio's kind of the best receiver in the football at the minute um, or Michael Thomas obviously yeah Michael Thomas I mean Michael Thomas probably deserves to mention it I forgot about yeah him. we forgot <laughs> to put him in the polls didn't we <laughs> yeah. but, and, I, and I forgot about him when I was mentioning the other people but <laughs> yeah Michael, Michael Thomas is incredible records then yeah he is absolutely amazing and I mean Breeze isn't doing that great these days, but with Thomas, he... Uh, yeah, you know, you can throw to him, he's not going to drop the ball. Yeah, he basically just catches everything you throw towards him and just racks up the yards. Yeah, but Julio, yeah, Julio got 33%. He's going to be... Uh, he's vital to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan doesn't win that MVP without Julio. They don't get to the Super Bowl without Julio. Yeah, he, he's been amazing. And they made that big trade-up, didn't they, to get him, and I don't think they regret that in any way. No, so. it's paid off. I think he's first ballot Hall of Fame as well when he does come to retire. So the only thing with him, I don't think he scores enough touchdowns sometimes. I think he's a bit of a... He's good in fantasy if you get yards. Yeah, yeah lots of yards. points for yards, he's great. But <coughs> probably doesn't score as much, as many touchdowns as he perhaps should. But some of that is down to the fact that 
gets doubled and sometimes triple teamed, doesn't he? But yeah, they need Calvin Ridley to step up, and if he does, then Julio gets an easier run of it. Yeah, um, we've got two other names on here. OBJ is one of them. Odell Beckham Jr. He got twenty two percent of the vote. He's fantastic, but does he think he's better than he actually is? I don't know. I think he is one of the most naturally talented players that have come to the league in, well, ever, I guess. But yeah, he just, I don't know. There's weird stuff like the Browns now. I talk to him, even being traded this season. Again. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird. Like he suffered through the Manning years at, <laughs> at the Giants. And he was a better quarterback than Eli towards the end. Yeah, like, I do wonder with him if you put him on another team. Would he like burst into this like incredible receiver? Yeah. Well, he still is incredible. His numbers are insane. He's got some of the best numbers like for the early part of a career. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know if he's quite lived up to his potential just yet. No, he still has. He can still do that. I think he can go if he does go somewhere else. I don't know if the Browns are the right place for him because that just seems like a toxic atmosphere for everyone. The Browns are the right place for anyone. I don't really know, but. I mean, I feel like they can have a bounce back this year. I, I was down on them last year when everyone was up <laughs> on now them. everyone's down on them. I'm, I, I can't fancy them to... Uh, Do we get on board that train now, then? Are we Browns 2020? I, mean, I don't want to, like, fully commit to the Browns. <laughs> Just in case. I've been there before, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going all out as, like, the team of uh, first and ten or anything, but... <laughs> you know, I, I do think they are a team that will bounce back and uh, yeah. not surprise up this year well we picked the Chiefs last year and they won the Super Bowl so yeah and then the final lane one I wide receivers is Calvin Johnson just I'm so sad he retired yeah just Re- what 30 years old yeah retired early just because it, I think he basically just got fed up with the Lions wasn't yeah. it really yeah. just, he just was a, their offense basically yeah. it was Matt Stafford just throwing him the ball all the time yeah and who do you have in them early is it like Orlovsky and yeah Track now. It's a yeah, while ago just now. terrible quarterbacks. Uh, yeah, he was just one of the most dominant players that's ever played the game. He was just a physical freak. Wasn't yeah, he? I think I was reading yesterday. I read his Wikipedia. He had like a twelve-foot uh, wingspan. <laughs> like you can just throw the ball anywhere near him and he'll bring it in. Yeah, like when he when he was playing well, he was like, like a man playing with boys, wasn't it? At times, he just he was just such an incredible player. And to say it's a shame he did retire when yeah. he did because I think he could have put up some sort of record numbers. I'm picking him first one year in fantasy actually. Like first overall pick was Gamble Johnson. Probably worked out alright. Yeah, you'll get some good points from him. So yeah, our um, that's our receivers then. Megatron, Gamble Johnson, Julio Jones, and Antonio Brown. We've put Brown in over uh, over DeAndre Hopkins, which is fair, isn't it? For me, I think Brown and Gamble Johnson are the first two on, and then it's just arguing about the other really. I think them two are the Standout receivers yeah. from his last decade. Have we missed any others? Then Michael Thomas, obviously. I say Evans is one. Yeah, Evans. But, so I'm not sure whether he should go in over, but definitely some players that have put up some incredible sort of players stuff over this decade. Yeah, I think that's fair. So I think Evans is one for me that is such an underrated player. I feel like I keep mentioning Mark Evans. Most <laughs> Mark Evans has ever been mentioned on the podcast, but yeah, the Bucks don't get talked about much, do they? No, I mean apart from their quarterback, that's kind of <laughs> yeah. where we ever ever mentioned the Bucks. Uh, so that is our team then on offence. Um, that's the first half of our show. We're going to go through some news and some mock drafts and stuff for the second part, um, as we will be releasing this as a regular podcast, um, an off-season pod, which are quite tricky to get stuff um, out, aren't yes. they? We've yeah. struggled in recent years to get stuff out in the off-season. Yeah, there's uh, only so much you can do on the draft and free agency. 
Yeah, so draft is coming up. Uh, Bengals number one pick. They can't not take Joe Burrow, can they? I don't think so. Or do so they bangle this up and take? <laughs> I mean, you can't go wrong picking Chase Young either, but you need your franchise quarterback, and they haven't got one. Yeah, I think you can write this one in your pen. It's Joe Burrow, for yeah. the Bengals, unless something weird happens. So there has been talk of him sort of forcing his way out, hasn't there? But there's no way it goes anywhere but Burrow for me. Yeah, he has to. Any other? Do you think they could flip flop and take Tua? Possibly. Yeah. I mean, if if I'm picking. I'm taking two. I think two is the better quarterback, but he's got his, this injury history that is knocking him down. Like if he, so, he what broke his hip basically didn't yeah. he? last season. If he's if he has a healthy season, I think this is a really good race for the number one pick. It's sort of a really interesting time, but because of that injury history, I think his floor is a little lower. And so someone's going to get a massive steal, aren't they? Uh, yeah. Picking to a most mock drafts have been going at fifth to the Dolphins. I think you could even go higher than that. Yeah, I think I don't think he'd last past pick three. Maybe With the Redskins, two. Redskins are picking two. Every mock's got them taking Chase Young, but they could take him, couldn't they? I mean, yeah, there's more and more talk of him. Trade Haskins. Of them, yeah, there's more and more talk of them taking to her and doing what the Cardinals did a year ago with um, yeah Josh Rosen. Yeah, just move him on. Yeah, and I do see that because I think to uh, for me is the sort of quarterback that doesn't come along too often. Mm. I think if you can get about two, then. Just do it, but I, I don't think they will. But I, I wouldn't sort of blame them for doing it. But yeah, I don't see that's the way they're going. What is that line of thinking that you just keep taking quarterbacks until you find one that's yeah, the one? We think it's I like Haskins, but I like Tua a lot more than I like Haskins. <laughs> um, yeah, Tua is just I think just a rare talent that without he, them injuries he would be the number one pick. Is he a Ron Rivera a Rivera quarterback? Would he work? Is he like Cam? I mean, he's not really like Cam. I don't, I watch, I don't watch college football. So <laughs> um, <laughs> he's probably a better passer than Cam, but I mean, I think he's a he could work in basically any system. Really, I think he's that sort of player. I think. Okay. But then for me, I'm not one that worries too much about when I'm drafting a quarterback. I'm not too worried about the system because how do you system to your quarterback? I don't think you yeah draft a quarterback for the system so much. Yeah, rather that makes than sense. Do the system for the quarterback. Yeah, fair enough. So if those two go uh, two and three, the Lions are um, at one and two. Sorry, the Lions are at three. They could get themselves an absolute steal and get the best player in the draft at three Chase yeah. Young yeah I mean if I really thought if I really sorry really doing this I'd like to draft I think Chase Young goes two and then the Lions trade out to someone for a lot of picks for two but yeah if yeah. he's there I think they take him and just get the best player in the draft you say yeah um, any surprises do you think like this mock draft on from Daniel Jeremiah has got the Patriots taking Justin Herbert at 23 there's no way he lasts to 23 is there? I don't think so I think Six or seven for yeah. Chargers. I think that's about the the floor for him. Yeah, they need a quarterback, and he's the next best one. I think. Yeah, I, I mean, there's some players in there I like, like Easton. I think it's really good and love, but it's it's more whether I think I don't see Herbert last that long. Whether it's a trade up, whether it's someone just picking him, like the Chargers staying at are they six or seven? I can't, uh, seven, yeah. Just picking him there, or the Panthers. Someone will take Herbert. I think in that top ten. Yeah, definitely. Um, Seems to be a year for wide receivers as well. Yeah, Jerry Judy's the kind of the big name. Yeah, CD Lamb. Is he a Raider? Um, they like fast guys, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of them. If, if there are some sort of fast guys, it might be his teammate. But yeah, I think Judy is the best receiver in this class. But receivers are a hard one because obviously was there one receiver, two receivers taken the first round, something like that. Yeah, no, DK Metcalf anyway. fell into the third. Yeah. So I think receivers are. I think 
because there's so many of them, I don't think teams are so worried about taking them early because you can always get one later. So yeah, I'm not necessarily sure, necessarily sure that you'll see that many go in the first round just because of that. But yeah, there's definitely some first round talents there. So in theory, then the Dolphins could get to a, a five or move up to get five, and also they could get Henry Ruggs the third. Yeah, he's just like That's he was a completely uh, reformed offense in one, yeah. one draft. Uh, what four two eight forty or something like that? Which yeah, an incredibly quick fast. human being. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, they're going to be a hell of a different team. And I mean, if they don't trade up, then they've got three first round picks. But at least one of them for me goes to number three for the Lions when they trade up. So I mean, that's yeah. my prediction: that the Dolphins trade up to three, give up one of those picks and some other stuff as well. But not they've got any players left because they got rid of them all. <laughs> yes, they've not got a lot to actually trade away, have they? No, there's lots of picks. Absolutely. Um, there's um, a couple of cra- uh, contracts been signed. Austin Eckler staying with the Chargers, twenty-four and a half million, four-year deal. Yeah, I mean, was it fifteen million guaranteed, something like that? Is he going to be there one now? Because Gordon's going. Yeah, Gordon's going. Gordon's gone. I think this uh, cements that. So Eckler was good when he was the number one last year. Yeah, he's for me. Like, I used to think he was just a one-dimensional sort of pass catcher, but I think last yeah. year showed that he can be that sort of three-down back. Yeah. It's not a bad move, really. It's not a huge contract for a running back. No, and 50 million guaranteed. I imagine that a lot of that's going to be early on and they'll either get out of it after a few years, two, three years. But yeah, I, I mean, I like Gordon. I think Gordon's going to be one of the best free agents this year and someone's probably going to get a steal because of this holdout last year and not getting that big contract. I think he will. He might have to prove it deal almost. Yeah, and I think someone will get a bit of a bargain this year. Yeah. I mean, there's lots of teams that probably need a running back right now, but. I mean, I wouldn't mind if we signed him. <laughs> I don't think we will, but he, uh, yeah, he is such a good player, Gordon. But yeah, I think it's a good deal for the Chargers and Eckler there. Yeah, um, Tom Brady, are you worried? Is he going? He's been FaceTiming with uh, Mike Vrabel at the Titans. I'm sort of almost past the point now of right. I've sort of like accepted it. If he comes back, great. And I do still think he will be back because it makes more sense for the Patriots. It makes more sense for Brady. Yeah, for him to come back, but. I mean, there's some stubborn people there. I <laughs> mean, Bill Belichick is very, very stubborn. Yeah, him and Brady together are probably the two most stubborn people in football, and one of them's going to win. Yeah. I mean, for me, I think Kraft will trump it all and <laughs> basically give Brady what he wants, but yeah, I think it's sign Brady and go for it, go for one more time. But there are a few like interesting spots he could land, isn't there? Yeah, the Titans seems an odd one, though. I don't know. <sighs> I think it's just that thing. I think people have linked it because, say, the Vrabel connection, obviously they're good friends. Almost the same age, aren't they? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, got that. It's a team that was just a quarterback away almost, wasn't it? Like Tannehill come in and dig in a big boost, but I mean, I don't think he's a player they're going to move. He's the guy you pay. I mean, he is. I think we discussed this a few times before. <laughs> he's not someone I'd be giving lots of money to. I yeah, think he franchise taking. That's a lot of money to give to a man that's failed previously. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather look at his whole career, and I know some, that was with the Dolphins most of it, but for me. Giving someone that much money off the back of was it 10, 12 games? Yeah, it's not the sort of commitment I would want to make to a quarterback that hasn't really shown that he can do it too often. Yeah, he's fine doing it for a little bit. Yeah, maybe not long term. Because I don't think he's terrible. I'm not saying he's terrible, but if you're the Titans, I'm not sure if you go in with him next year that you're one of the best, what three, four teams in the AFC, even that. Yeah, I mean they're even the favourites in the division. Like you'd take the Texans over them, I think. If the Colts get a quarterback, yeah, Colts. A, it, They're better definitely than the Jags. not the Jags. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not the Jags. 
we're lucky we get to see them twice next year. So Brilliant. that's really exciting. But um, yeah, for me, if you're going with Tannehill, if you're the Titans, then I don't think you're favourite for the South, let alone the AFC overall. So yeah, yeah. That's for me, great. I don't pay Tannehill, but I'm not sure if I'm there in their spot. I pay Brady either because it's only a fill-in. I mean, it's going to be looking for your next guy, aren't you? But yeah, just a year after. Yeah. What is Brady? 42, 43? It's going to be 43, isn't it? Yeah. He might go on forever. <laughs> he probably will. He seems like a robot, like a golfing robot, but throwing the ball. Um, the best kind of free agent outside of the quarterbacks seems to be Amari Cooper or Chris Jones. Which one would you kind of be paying more? I mean, obviously, it depends on needs. Amari Cooper is obviously an incredible talent, but yeah. he's so up and down. Are they just going to let him walk out the door after what they paid for him? The price they gave up I mean, to get him in the first place. Jerry Jones it. doesn't really do that, does he? <laughs> no. But. They've also I mean, got to pay Dak. Yeah, it seems more and more likely because he is <coughs> going to demand probably become, to become the highest paid wide receiver of all time. Yeah, but you um, can't let Dak walk out the door either. No, they're, they're in a pretty bad situation. It's a shame, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in a lot of ways, it probably makes more sense if you're taking like, the names out of it and what happens with them to let Elliot walk as a running back because yeah, it's, easy find, yeah, it's easy to find a running back. But... I mean, they've already paid him, haven't they? So that's out the window, and <laughs> Dak's getting paid. So, yeah, Cooper goes. Yeah, and they're definitely replacements. It wouldn't surprise you if, if they let Cooper go. If you see him take one of them, one of the two or three wide receivers we already mentioned in the draft this year. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, they just replace him with a, a fresh rookie. Chris Jones is going to get paid regardless, isn't he? He's going. He's only twenty-five years old. Yeah, I'm the best defensive ends in the league. Yeah, I'm not sure who actually make it out. <laughs> Of Kansas City, in the Kansas. End. but I think yeah, he is. He'll be like the most sought after player. I think overall, like everyone loves a defensive end that can get tackles. Yeah, the sacks. The game changes, aren't they? I yeah. mean, it's all about the passing game, and you're stopping the passing game of a player like James. What do you think the market is for someone like Hunter Henry? <laughs> he's definitely gone from LA. It's almost impossible to know because he's has he ever played a full season? I don't think he has. And no. Some of these injuries have been massive. Would you pay more for him or um, Austin Hooper? Um, I, guess I think Hooper's a very much a system player. I guess it depends on the deal and what you're guaranteeing them and stuff, but I think Hooper's the safe choice where Henry's probably the upside. Yeah, I think that's fair, yeah. Um, it depends on your position as a team, doesn't it, really? Mm. Jadavion Clowney is a free agent and wants to... He says he wants to play for a winner, but then he also says he'll accept a massive contract from the Dolphins. So. I saw him link to the Giants, so... <laughs> yeah, not a winner. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't blame these players for just wanting to get to pursue, just get all the cash I can. Yeah. I mentioned the podcast before, it was a uh, short career to the NFL players, so... Yeah. You can get paid while you can. Apparently he's going to... Is he going to set the mar- reset the market for edge rushers? Because he doesn't get a lot of sacks, that's the problem with him. No, but he does put a lot of pressure on, and I think... In the big games is when he shows up, and yeah, that's worth a lot on its own. He got three sacks for us last year, which it doesn't sound a lot, but he's also he's working the run game. He stops a lot of teams running on them. Yeah, and he forces other teams to sort of game plan for him, which allows makes it easy for other players. It's it's tough sometimes with these players. The numbers don't necessarily jump off the page, but yeah, it's what they're sort of helping others do, and he's getting pressures and. His pressures might end up helping, like your cornerbacks. You know, it's yeah, it's a tough thing to judge. But yeah, for me, it's a game changer. But yeah, he probably doesn't do it consistently enough. But yeah, like all these deals, whoever the next one get paid, 
is normally the one that sets a new benchmark, isn't it? Yeah, so it keeps getting reset, doesn't it? Uh, Mariota and James Winston were both one and two picks in 2015. They're now both free agents. They both kind of failed, but in different ways. Winston's getting paid more, isn't he? Oh, out of the two of them, definitely. <laughs> but if Winston leaves Tampa, I don't know where the landing spot is. Cause it's New England. <laughs> well, <laughs> we talked before the podcast. I'm, I'm Brady or, or Jameis for me. <laughs> I either want to be good or fun. And, uh, no interest in Mariota? No, no. I, I said fun, so Mariota <laughs> is definitely out. I think... I imagine he'll end up somewhere like the Chargers. Has, has he got a career in the league still? I think so. I think he's he 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 back up for a few years and maybe it's sort of Tannehill. Yeah, which is weird because then Tannehill took his job basically. <laughs> but I think he has got the chance to be that. Maybe learn a bit over a couple of years, over the next sort of year or two, and yeah. become a different quarterback. Because right now he isn't. For me, he isn't a quarterback that can succeed because he can't. To, to be successful, he needs to run. Yep. And if he runs, he just gets injured. So yeah. it doesn't really work. That's unfortunate for him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, offensive line wise, uh, I think Joe Tooney is off, isn't he, from New England? Yeah. He's not going to stay. I mean, he might end up back, but. They get paid somewhere because there's not many tackles or guards available. Yeah, it's just what the Patriots do, isn't it? Just, just keep moving. Yeah, tackles and recycle them around. The whole line just comes in, gets paid somewhere else, and they just get the next guy up. But, I mean, last year, we're the <laughs> finally didn't work so yeah. I mean maybe they will pay him because of that but yeah everyone needs offensive line help so they always get paid basically. yeah even if they're worth it or not um, Shaq Barrett led the league in sacks last year he's now a free agent the Bucks have got some issues haven't they yeah how do they pay all these players yeah and it's whether these players are worth paying as well they've got players that flash a lot but not necessarily Produced consistently, and yeah, I mean, that's a tough spot to be in. Yeah, uh, Marquise Goodwin is being discussed in trade talks, apparently. He could do a job for someone, couldn't he? Yeah, I mean, he's a good number two or three. <laughs> yeah, he's just a speedy player, and same with the Chiefs this year. You have some fast players, there's a lot you can do with them, even if it's not necessarily a wide receiver one or whatever it is. If you've got fast players, yeah. makes a lot of other stuff easier. Yeah, definitely. Uh, any other kind of names stand out for you in free agency Yannick Ngokwe is he going to make it or is he going to get traded before well that's a weird weird old situation isn't it where he's sort of tweeting out that he doesn't want to be a jack yeah he's done whether yeah. they want it or not but they could well their best bet is to sign and trade him isn't it yeah I think that's what will happen in the end but it, I don't know I don't know what he'll demand that, that's, that's what makes it so hard yeah. he's valuable to the Jags but yeah. who's going to pay it because he's basically refusing to pay for, uh, play for them sorry so you're going to have a situation well, like Clowney actually played for the Texans last year didn't he but yeah. he doesn't want to be there no. and, I mean the Jags are just an absolute mess aren't they so yeah well that player's going to be gone <laughs> yeah they, they want to trade Nick Foles but no one's going to give him the yeah. money to they'll still have Nick Foles being paid about <laughs> 300 million next year to sit on the bench yeah it's, they are <laughs> just an awful awful position and as we mentioned already they're coming over to London for two games this year so that's not going to be a fun time at Wembley this year I don't think no they've got a huge UK fan base yeah. I, is it just because they come all the time because they're terrible and they've been terrible for a long time I think so and I guess if you pick up the game in the last like how long have they been coming what 10 years now yeah. something like that if you pick up the, the game in that time I mean going with the Jags that you're going to get to see every year isn't really the worst pick and they were good for like about six months once so 
<laughs> yeah, they made a little run, didn't they? That was about it. Yeah, back when uh, Blake Bortles was on fire and yeah. <laughs> basically wow. had a really good defence. That, but that, that was a the problem. They, they, were built, they had a really good defence built around players that were all a little bit nuts. Yeah. And all combustible. And yeah, once it started going wrong, it quickly fell apart, then it and blew up. Yeah, they had some issues. Uh, so for. Yeah, obviously, you know, everyone who listens knows you're a Patriots fan. What's their biggest need for agency or draft? I mean, well, at this stage, it's basically impossible to tell, isn't it? Until we know what happens with Brady. It is. There's a date on that, isn't there? He has to sign by a certain point, or he's going to cost yeah, money on the camp, camp even if he's yeah. not there. It's, until we know what happens with Brady, it's, it's basically Brady or another quarterback, isn't it? <laughs> it's, uh, so, what, other than that, you've got, obviously got wide receiver line. It's. Um, yeah, it's a bit troubling actually thinking about how many how many needs <laughs> there are, but basically everything but a lot of the defence. Yeah, okay. What about you as, as a Seahawks fan? What, what are you after? I want to resign. I'm really torn on whether I want to resign Clowney or not because he's going to cost so much money, and the the numbers don't jump out to me. He doesn't get the sacks. Like three sacks for twenty odd million a year is not that's not enough. But the thing, the other things he does in the game are probably just about worth it. And you've got to spend that money on someone. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like the Dolphins have got what ninety-six million in cap space. Yeah. So they're gonna make a lot of players a lot very rich. Yeah, I mean, they've got say so many players to pay, lots of picks. They're not paying anyone really now. No. There's, there's, there's going to be a really interesting free agency period this year. I think mm. more than any other. You've got so many quarterbacks on the move. You've got Rivers. Where does he end up? Yeah. Like they're saying the Colts, but. I don't know why if you're the Colts you'd really go for Rivers there no we're not fans of Rivers on this podcast but no I mean is he like for you is he an upgrade on Brissett for me he's not no he throws far too many interceptions yeah I'm not some huge Brissett fan either but Rivers I don't know why at this stage of his career you'd be looking to move to him unless they've got a plan to draft a rookie yeah which in the mock draft that went up on first and ten, they did take a rookie. The Chargers, they um, sorry, the Colts, they uh, leapfrogged the Raiders and took a quarterback. But yeah. unless they're playing through that, I don't know why you would sign Rivers. I don't know why you would do that and set no. your team back. He looked finished last year. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, I don't know what the plan is. If you're going for Rivers, are you drafting a quarterback now, or are you just going rolling with Rivers for two years, hoping to get like a Favre type? That's not going to happen, is it? I can't see that happening at all. I don't think so. It's not the Chargers are a bad team, and all of a sudden he's going to this sort of fully built team that he just needs to just needs that finishing touch. The Colts have got some issues of their own. Like they are a good team, but I mean they're a good team when Andrew Luck was there, and that a lot of it was about Andrew Luck. Yeah, he made them. Got Hilton, but he misses so much time, doesn't he now? He's got a good line, which is important. I mean, they're talking about Paris Campbell stepping up as a receiver, and he was someone I did like in last year's draft. But he didn't do a lot last year, though. No, but it's hard for rookies, isn't it? But I do think he's someone that could really step up. And I mean, they talk, spoke about him like uh, that Debo Samuel type of role. Yeah, just get the ball to him, let him do stuff. Yeah. Uh, we had a question from Giants Pod UK: How many quarterbacks do you see going in the first round? I mean, if I put money on it, I, I think you've got Tua, Burrow, Herbert. <coughs> And then it's just on these other teams whether they take one or wait. So I'd go four or five. You've got Love, Eason, maybe even From at the end. You've got a couple of others that maybe sneak up as you get close to the draft. But so you can go for six. I don't think, I don't think six go in the first round, but <laughs> four, maybe five. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I can see that happening. 
I mean, everyone needs a quarterback, basically. <laughs> like, I mean, the Patriots yeah. drafted quarterbacks even when they had Tom Brady. Yeah. And develop them, and then you can trade them, and yeah, you get value for them by trading them away. Yeah, like I mean, they traded Garoppolo and basically got nothing for him, which was yeah, one of the worst trades we made, I think. But not not for trading away Garoppolo, just for what we the value we got for him. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if it's me, I'm just drafting a quarterback every year, even if he's in the second or third round, just to yeah, you never know. You could be the Chiefs with Mahomes, just draft a quarterback because yeah, I mean, one if he gets injured, <laughs> look at Bridgewater this year. Yeah. He's going to get himself a nice big fat contract yeah, because he did a good job. Yeah, the Saints breeze was out for what six, seven weeks? Yeah. And they won what five, six games there and sort of held their season together where if they got someone worse than that, then they might not even be a playoff team. Yeah. No, that's fair, yeah. All right, we've got a few minutes left. Let's go. Uh, we had a question from Dave, uh, who's been on the show before, a friend of the show, uh, Titans fan. He <laughs> says, Which team's going to go from first to worst this year? So, teams in last place Dolphins, Bengals, Jags, Chargers. Redskins, Lions, Panthers, or Cardinals? Um, Who can we rule out straight away? Redskins? Chargers? Yeah. Jags? Jags, definitely <laughs> Jags. Um, none of them jump out, do, you, do they? But no. I mean, the Bengals, maybe if uh, Burrow comes in and <laughs> sets the world alight, then who knows? But it's going to be quite a swing. They won two games last yeah. year. And obviously, the Ravens are a hell of a team. Yeah. And the Dolphins win the East only if Brady goes then <laughs> you got issues like the Jets and Bills aren't complete teams and I mean who knows because it said they're going to spend a lot of money in free agency so yeah. I mean they're going to be a very different team so maybe they could maybe they are one that can I think it's the Lions <sighs> it's just a tough division isn't it with the Packers the Vikings the Bears as we spoke about before the quarterback with a broken back it's not a, yeah. it's not a great thing to have no I mean, I think it's why I said this week that he yeah, has got the all clear. So yeah, I mean, maybe they'll be all right. But Cardinals, second year, Kyler Murray. Again, when you've got these young quarterbacks, they can take a jump really quickly. These teams, quarterback makes more of a difference than any other position, doesn't it? So I mean, they can do. But like the Panthers overtaking the Saints. And again, the Panthers go up and down. I don't know where the Panthers year, are going to go now, though. They seem to be heading more towards tanking <laughs> rather than uh, still having this big sort of comeback this year, but. It's probably the Cardinals, I guess, just because of Kyler Murray and if he can make that big sort of step up. Maybe the maybe the Redskins can. <laughs> maybe they can. That East is hardly uh, sort of yeah, that's a good point actually. Wins each year. Yeah, he was one with nine wins last year. So it's not that crazy. I think the Redskins get to nine wins, is it? No, they were six games off last year. Yeah, it's <laughs> not that big of a swing, to be fair. No, not really. And maybe if Haskins steps up or they draft two, then who knows? But yeah, put money on it wouldn't be. <laughs> I wouldn't be rushing out to do that. Reverse that, Who's going to go from um, first to worst? Patriots. <laughs> um, maybe them. I think the whole NFL fanscape uh, would love to see that, apart from Patriots fans, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's... I mean, there's lots of teams that can, aren't there? I mean, the Patriots are probably the obvious one just because of the Brady situation, but... Yeah, the Ravens aren't going anywhere. The Texans... Who knows? The maybe. Texans or the Jags are in that division. If Watson gets injured. The Jags could go 0-16, I think, this year. <laughs> that bad. You can't get any bets on that yet, I don't think. No. Uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll let you know that in the future. Uh, the Chiefs aren't going anywhere. They're going to win that division again next year, I think. Because no, who's going to challenge them, yeah. really? Yeah, but I think they've got that division wrapped up for a while. I think they're the next dominant team, aren't they, in this league? Yeah. Um, the NFC East, the Eagles probably should win it again. but I mean, they could go. <laughs> like, they said that, that NFC East is just so up and down from year to year. It's just such 
Well, they're letting Jason Peters test the market, which is a, a huge risk if he goes. One of the best left tackles in football. Yeah, Wentz already gives the ball away enough. Yeah, I don't think they've got a backup quarterback at the moment. I don't think there's anyone even on the roster. So no. Wentz is shown he's injury prone, so he knows he goes out and they could be left with basically nothing. So Yeah, the Packers won the North. Rogers has already said if they draft a rookie, he's going to beat him out. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think they will. I think they... I think I think uh, you get some help this off-season for once. Yeah. And they draft a wide receiver or pick someone up in free agency. Could the Saints completely tank? Bruce is old. Yeah, I mean, I'm not convinced about the Taysom Hill experiment. So, <laughs> I mean, if Breeze gets injured or has a big drop-off, then maybe they could. But I think they've got just a little bit too much talent, especially on defence, to do that. Yeah. And then finally the Niners. I mean, fingers crossed. But that's <laughs> it. I don't think the Niners are going anywhere, really. No. Um, I mean, maybe they could, but I think again, that defense is too good to just drop off completely. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, that brings us to the end of our show, then. Where can people find you on Twitter, Dave? Um, I'm at DJG23. Uh, I'm at RossBell1984. You can find us both at Person10 underscore uh, Person10 on Facebook. Person10 uh, NFL show on Anchor, I think it is. Yeah. You can leave us a voicemail on there. And yeah, I think we're done. So until we're back uh, next time, it's goodbye from me. And bye from me. <laughs> I think we're getting so much better at talking about issues around emotional well-being and thank goodness because one in four of us will experience a mental health issue. Five years ago, Cass found herself in a position where she needed help and simply didn't know what to do. I felt so depressed and so just numb to everything. I couldn't do anything. I started self-harming when I was about 11 or 12. Just those difficulties at school, I was being bullied and... And this was at, as young as 13? Yeah, I was 13 at this point. So you had those feelings of not feeling like you yeah. wanted to go on with life that young? It got to a point where I was also, I was really suicidal, that I was like, okay, I need help now. And if I don't do it now, I don't know what's gonna happen. Wish is one of the only face-to-face um, -face providers of self-harm support in the UK. What we've seen time and time again is that it is peer support that really is what makes the difference for young people who are going through self-harm. I don't think it's a stretch to say that this is a life-saving and incredible, like, life-improving service for so many people. Often, self-harm is a response to something else that is going on. It's like a release. It kind of went downhill when my mum and dad split up. I had friendship issues. I didn't really have anyone to talk to about anything. I think I was 12 or 13 years old when I started self-harming, which became progressively worse throughout the years. The more you do it, the more you become resistant to it, so you have to do it more to get the feeling that you've had when you first started doing it. If I didn't reach out for help, I would be... I've begun to help run the group now. So I've come That's back. Amazing. I've come back weekly. I've done two sessions so far um, to help run it. That's so amazing you're doing that. I was like, yeah. Like, you don't even have to ask. Yeah. Like, I'll be there every week because for how much it helped me, I, I hope that it could help someone else like that. And do you think without the Wish Centre, things would be different? Yeah. I mean, really? Yeah. I don't know if I'd even still be here without the Wish Centre. No young people should have to go through such deep anxiety and depression on their own that they get into the stage that they're self-harming. 
So the Wish Centre is doing the most wonderful, vital and important work and saving young people's lives. I've got goosebumps just talking about it. So if you feel passionate like me, please, please donate tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you.